Hello and welcome to this week's Ask Ailsa podcast. My name is Ailsa and you can find out all about me on my website www.pleasureforhealth.com and today we picked a, a topic that comes up as people ask me these types of questions quite often especially those of you who are a little bit younger typically but you know also um, people that are back in the dating game after years of being in a solid relationship and perhaps that's not working so great and now you're out in the dating world again and it's really difficult to know what kind of commitment can I expect from you know a new person that I'm dating so many people are going into new relationships hoping against hope that they meet the one and you're ready to commit on the second date to being exclusive and to being monogamous and to being emotionally intimate with each other and committed to working on life stuff together and you know not maybe moving in but you've got all these things in the background going on and these are really big commitments for a lot of people and it's just not a reality to expect that much commitment from a new person in your life so what can we expect when we're starting a new relationship well I think that it's important to remember to explore and enjoy the exploration phase, like have fun, be curious and be open to getting to know a new person. We're not going in, you know, guns blazing, trying to find our next life partner. We may have that in the back of our mind, but this is an opportunity to date somebody just to get to know them, to connect, to see if we have fun together. So really, I think that the most commitment that can um, really be expected in the first few dates is that the person turns up for the date. If they don't, if they can't even commit to turning up when you've scheduled a date, then probably best to leave that relationship anyway. But let's say you you've scheduled a date and you both commit to turning up. That's already a big commitment. You are giving up your time. They're giving up their time to meet somebody new and you don't even know if you're going to have fun together yet. So that's a big commitment already. So that's to be celebrated. Now, how quickly do you think that you can move into a more of a commitment? Well, commitments take time, like I said, and you know, we also have to kind of move through this mental story that we create. You know, when you start off a relationship, we think that, um, you know, we have a fantasy in our head. And so we meet the person, we're pretty chill, but very quickly we have this fantasy story playing in our head. Okay, would this person make a good dad or mom? Would this person like look good in pajamas next to me in bed? You know, all of these things. Would this person have a job that could support a mortgage? All of these questions and things start floating through our head. And we make this story of what we want in a relationship, you know, in our life. And that's fair. But when we overlay that story with a person that we don't really even know yet, it's it's like a recipe for disaster. So you need to keep your story and have your dream, your you know, you know what you want, but you can't overlay that on another person until you actually spend some time with them and see. And even then, you can't really overlay your fantasy onto someone else. The most we can do is hold our story and they come with their story and hope that we can sort of work something out that looks somewhat 
uh, similar to both of our stories. So it's a, it's a big, big issue. Don't come in with your fantasy of what you want in a relationship and try to paste that on top of your new date. They're not going to be very appreciative of that. And, you know, they're coming in with the same thing about you. And so you end up actually not, you know, the second or third date might be worse than your first date because now you've got all these expectations. You're bringing your story. They're bringing their story. And you're trying to fit each other into your stories. And this is where a lot of times you go, oh, this isn't the right person. You get all depressed. You know, I'm never going to meet the right one. And, you know, you break up before it's even started. And a lot of that is, I mean, aside from the fact that if the first date was horrible, but I'm assuming if you've booked a second or third date, the first date went really well because you were open to just meeting the person. As soon as you come in with your fantasy, you're not so open anymore. And all of a sudden the second or third dates kind of crash and burn and you both like run for the hills because it feels way too serious and it feels like the other person has you all pegged and you're basically living together and married before you know the next winter or something and that freaks both people out and so you know that sort of halts the relationship right there so what can we expect as far as commitment and moving forward well you know i think a commitment to um you know showing up again and trying and a commitment to putting aside your fantasy of what you want a partner to be that's a commitment in, as well and you could even say let's set aside our expectations of each other and enjoy you know five or ten dates just getting to know each other ideally the getting to know each other phase lasts a few months to a year or two and that you get to actually enjoy like, oh, this person, you know, really likes art or we love going for walks in the same place or they have a dog or now I found out they have kids. You know, you need time to get to know the person and that kind of intimacy kind of grows as well. So as we're starting to, you know, increase commitment, we're also increasing vulnerability and intimacy and vulnerability and sharing. And the first thing we might share Actually, the first thing you might share is physical intimacy. That doesn't necessarily mean a commitment. And that's confusing for a lot of people too. Just because you've slept with someone does not mean you're committed at all. And even emotional intimacy and sharing of emotional, you know, things and is not a, um, you know, a, a, a equivalent to having a committed relationship. People can be sexually intimate, physically intimate, emotionally intimate, and still not be committed, committed in the way that you might be imagining commitment to mean, you know, we're really trying to work things out. So the relationship will go through that, you know, if you get through the first few dates and you kind of get to that, well, we have some intimacy and some sharing, and now you get in the honeymoon phase and you think everything's great. And it is probably for a few months to a couple of years. And then, you know, you have to really bring up commitment because then you hit the reality phase. And if you already have, you know, had such a great time, this is where you can start kind of feeling like, oh, this might not be the right person. Am I really committed to the right, you know, to the one? We've spent all this time, but now they're not what I thought they were. And again, it's another layer of reality. So are you getting my gist here? This is about reality. This is about really getting real with what's going on in the relationship in the present moment. 
not our fantasies about the future, not our fears about the past, but really what's happening in the present moment. So if, if we've reached that stage past the honeymoon phase and you start realizing, okay, this person is not, you know, wakes up with bad breath or leaves the toilet seat up or doesn't cook dinner on, you know, some nights or, you know, watches TV shows I don't like, or, you know, there's all the reality of living, you know, possibly living with someone or just being closer to someone that we have to kind of reckon with. And if we can wrestle through that stage, that type of commitment requires both people to actually commit to the process. And that's very different than saying, well, I'm committed to you when you seem like the perfect person. Now I have to commit to you as we work through this process. It doesn't matter how perfect a person or how perfect partners you are, you are going to have to commit to working through a process together to actually kind of, you know, mesh your lives together and work out, you know, who says what and how do you deal with things that you believe differently about. And, you know, one of you wants to travel and the other one likes to stay home. What are you going to do about that? These kind of reality things start coming in. And that, you know, really starts creating a, a process that you both have to commit to. So if you've gotten to this stage, like congratulations, and now you're in the process. So commit to the process. If this person has shown that they're not, you know, an abuse, abusive person, if they've shown that they're not, you know, um, someone that you've decided has some red flags and you actually like them, you've gotten through the honeymoon phase, then commit to the process because the process of creating a partnership is an amazing process. You will learn more about yourself in this process than anywhere else, I think, in the, you know, in the world. Maybe aside from, you know, the process of creating a business or things like that, but creating a relationship is a process that you really have to work at and you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about the other person. And as you work through that, you will probably, if, if that works, you will come to a place of kind of, you know, um, more intimacy than you had before. Now you can maybe share financial and personal details and, you know, and you have more trust with this person because you've wrestled with some things and you've actually gotten to more of a commitment. You might be talking about marriage or commitment in that way, um, creating a life together, buying a house. These are things that might come in like, two to five years in perhaps. Um, and then again, you kind of go through that and sometimes you'll hit a lull in your relationship and you have to commit. If you both commit to creating um, a juicy, alive, vibrant relationship, then it can definitely stay that way. If you commit to each other, but maybe not to the passion part of your relationship, you might end up being best friends or just living together for convenience, which you know, there's nothing, no judgment against that. But if you want to keep that, that vibrancy, that passion in your relationship, you actually both have to commit to creating that. Although it seemed really easy at the beginning, you had lots of passion and, you know, it was really easy. Now, after working through all these realities, you now have to rekindle that and actually commit to working on your passion and spending time together and you know going to a deeper level of what do you both enjoy and you know what makes you tick and how to you know what is your your ecstasies and all of that so you know it's this continual evolvement but the main things that go through the whole thing are 
if you are carrying a fantasy of what you want the other person to be in your life and they are coming with that, you are not going to have a real relationship at all. And you're going to bump up against the fact that this person doesn't fit your, you know, it's a round, uh, a square peg in a round hole and they don't fit. And you will keep looking and looking and looking for the person that fits your, uh, your fantasy. And I guarantee that if you are really stuck with finding someone that fits your fantasy, you will likely attract uh, some type of manipulative or narcissistic abuser because those are the type of people that will make it look like they fit your, your dream, but don't really. So honestly, you want someone that doesn't fit so much. You want someone that you have to commit to. You both have to commit to going through some of this grindy process together. You wanna work together on that stuff. You don't want it to be easy the whole time. That's likely, it's not a real thing. So in my experience, relationships take work and commitment and different types of commitment at different stages. At first, you might just commit to showing up and being open-minded. And then you might commit to, um, you know, staying with the person long enough to, you know, get past your fantasies and theirs. And you have to commit to doing the work together to kind of create this partnership. And then you've got to commit to dealing with all the ups and downs of life and also commit to keeping your passion and your flame alive. That's a lot of commitment in relationship. And, you know, it can seem daunting, but like I said, relationship is one of those areas that we actually get to. And I say get to because we're actually lucky that we do have these types of relationship options. We get to show up. We get to be ourselves. We get to be accepted for ourselves and we get to ha love someone else. That's amazing. And there's nothing that is better than having that connection with someone. And it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. You know, you can go through this process with a good friend. You can go through this process with um, a family member. The committed relationship is that you work on, on the relationship that you're committing to get to know that person and to include that person in your life. So I hope that's kind of uh, given you a little bit of a reality check as far as commitment. It's not about, you know, on the third date saying, can you commit to being like seeing only me and never seeing anyone else and you and I are going to be forget forever together. You know, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about committing to being open to getting to know yourself and another person and going through a process together. And to me, that's the most exciting thing. So if you're finding you're stuck anywhere on this commitment journey and you feel like you need some guidance, feel free to reach out. I'm an intimacy and sexuality educator and coach. And again, you can find me on www.pleasureforhealth.com. And it's been lovely talking to you all today.